0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. FM 104 Sunday Night
2: Live with Louise Tai.
1: Dumb's hit music station, FM 104, Louise Tai here with you. Until 1 o'clock, I'm now joined on the phone by Ruth Ann Cunningham. Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. nothing else to do we're all in in that boat (laughs) but normally you're on chatting to us about music but on international women's day you put up quite an important post yes i did so probably the most important post i've ever put up oh do you think yeah um yeah i do because i think
2: like as a musician i'm a singer and a songwriter and i'm always you know we're we need we're our own brands on social media, and so mm. you kind of feel like you're just a walking advertisement. And I love that I can connect with people about my music. But I decided on International Women's Day to really kind of do something a bit more personal, um, and really try to bring awareness and education to a topic that's really important to me, and um, which is the topic of endometriosis, which is a a disease that it's a chronic disease that one one in ten women in the world suffer with so there's 155,000 women in Ireland suffering and there's 200 million women worldwide suffering and um, but it's a disease that a lot of people aren't aware of unless mm. they have it or know someone that has it so I decided to I was diagnosed with it um, in November and I had a surgery for it and I decided to a lot of people were asking me what does it feel like what does mm. it really feel that bad or so I decided um I had a friend of mine that's a body painter and I, I I said, would you be interested in showing what endometriosis feels like but on the outside and paint it? And she was like, that's so crazy you're asking me <laughs> because I had surgery for it in 2013. Oh, so, so she was like, I know exactly how it feels. So between the two of us, we came up with like the barbed wire around yeah. um, the, the organs and, and the iron stamped because that's all the feelings of how you feel when you have it. It's like the most chronic pain and it's it's absolutely hugely light it's not life-threatening but it's very impactful uh, quality of life and a lot of people because you don't have crutches or you're not in a wheelchair or you don't look sick um, and you can kind of smile through it they don't understand the pain that a lot of women are suffering with
1: so what exactly um, is it do we know
2: so they're not a hundred as in like basically what it is is like the lining of the uterus kind of sheds every month like with, with our period but this yeah. kind of it sheds and it kind of um, latches on to different parts of the body and um, mainly in the reproductive area, but it can actually go into other areas. It's been found on people's brains and in lungs and diaphragms. Wow. But mainly it goes around the the reproductive areas of like the ovaries and the fallopian tubes. And mine was mainly on my bowels. And basically it creates like blockages. And it's like, it's, it looks like tiny little chocolate cysts all over your body. It, mm. it depends on how mild or severe your cases, and um, but they actually don't know what causes it. They think it might be genetic. And um, but there's a lot of, you know, on there's not a lot of answers. The only people who really know what it feels like are people that live with it every day. It's
1: funny you kinda of say that unless you know someone who has it or that you have it yourself. I had a friend that had it, but they didn't it took them a really long time to figure it out as to what was causing oh, yeah. the pain.
2: So mine was quite quickly like when i say to people oh i found out within two years they're like whoa that seems like a long time mm. to the normal person but i know a lot of women have come forward to me 10 years to trust them to get diagnosed seven years is the average time it takes to diagnose and the problem is is that you can have it and not know that you have it so a lot of people are on the pill or they're on some type of um, contraception and then they come off that contraception and they try to have kids and then the problem is, is that it does threaten fertility. It's one mm-hmm. of the main causes of infertility um, and women don't know. So the only time they sometimes find it is after years of having it and then they can't get pregnant and then they get the test and then they find it. And then for some people, unfortunately, it's, it's heartbreakingly too late. Uh, and so yeah. and and that, and that's the reality of a lot of women that um, looked at the image and, and were writing to me, were writing to me with very hard stories to read about how they can't have children or they had a child and they can't have another child. And it's because of this disease. So as much as it's not life-threatening to your life, it is threatening to your future children. And so for me, I felt like it's such an important thing. Also, because I suffered with the... I had the, a lot of people have pains around their period and we're all taught from a younger age oh your periods are painful
0: Mm. but what
2: they're actually doctors and medical professionals now should be saying which a lot of top endometriosis specialists say is periods are actually not meant to be painful and it's the first sign of endometriosis so if you have a painful period now I don't mean like a slight cramp or a bit of a cramp if you have the type of period where you are bed bound can't go to work have to cancel off school, have to be medicated as painkillers, if you are, like, dying with the pain of a period, that is the first red flag of endometriosis patients. And I was on the pill for so long that I didn't actually know how bad my periods were until I came off the pill and experienced terrific periods. But I didn't know that that was a sign of endometriosis. I just thought, oh, my God. So then I went back on the pill, and then I started experiencing pain every day, every day I would wake up in chronic pain for three weeks out of every month for two years oh God. Oh. and I was absolutely in so much pain. Probably every time I've been interviewed by you guys I've been in
1: pain. Oh goodness, that, that's <laughs> awful to think though because obviously you're trying to get on with your day-to-day sort of yeah work or life in general and to have that then kind of niggling at you all the time constantly is hard work. Yeah, luck. and it,
2: it, it's really hard work. It became, because obviously I'm a performer and an entertainer yeah. and a songwriter so I couldn't be moaning about the pain, you know, when I was working with artists. Yeah. I couldn't go to shows and, be, you know, be, be huddled over on the stage in the corner. I have to, like, perform. And so I kept doing as much as I could. But what was really even harder is that everyone is telling you you couldn't be in that much pain. Doctors mm. are like, all your tests are normal. Your ultrasound was normal. Like, because it's very hard to diagnose, doctors are kind of saying, you know, I collapsed at the gym a few times and was sent to hospital and it was kind of like here's some painkillers there's nothing else we can do for you because there's n- i wasn't showing signs of anything and that's what's really difficult for women is that they kind of start questioning themselves or they're kind of fobbed off like oh you don't have any pain it can't be yeah. this bad but now because women are coming forward and speaking about it and especially with this post that i posted um, it started up kind of being shared worldwide not because of me because of so many women suffering suffering with it we're like this is what it looks like this is real like we're not making this up. like this is how it feels it does feel like barbed wire is ripping your insides apart it does feel like a hot iron is burning you from the inside out like it feels horrific having it
1: i find it mad that so many women have it and yet it's so hard to diagnose and it's something that they kind of they kind of leave to the last thing to you know figure out whether it is it or not that's
2: the problem is that if you go to see a doctor, they will, might say to you, um, I have endometriosis intramatio- in my family. Mm. And so it was mentioned to me, which was amazing, but it was kind of like, it's easier to find if it's something else first, though. So let's mm. go around the... the uh, let's, <laughs> let's do check, everything let's else, go- but... Oh, I was hip x-rays. I had FDI oh, tests, which were negative. I had oh, every jaggers. type of test you could imagine. You know, but you are nervous because yeah. the thing when you have the pains is, especially as they start getting worse and worse and worse, is you are questioning yourself because you feel dramatic. You're like, am I making this, is is it this in pain my mind? real? Like, yeah. Is it in my mind? Because all my tests are clear. So it was only when I, and what's really Really, why I want to raise awareness for it in Ireland, particularly, is also because it's where I'm from. But also because there's not a lot of centre, there's not a centre of excellence there yet. There's not a lot of specialists who are offering mm-hmm. the, the best surgery for it. There's certain ways to treat endometriosis that we're not as on top of as other countries. So I, a lot of women from Ireland wrote to me saying they had to go get their care uh, in other countries. I got my surgery in London by. I, I researched and became kind of a research, mm. like, crazy person. Like, I was studying certain read we certain endometriosis. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was watching every video. Because there's several celebrities that have, like, Halsey has it and Lena Dunham. And, you uh-huh. know, Lena Dunham had to have a hysterectomy at 30, I think, mm-hmm. because of it. And there's all different women that have had the surgery and, and, and that are in the... that And have spoken up about it. But yet I was like, why do... None of my friends knew what it was. So I'm there going, oh, I I, I have this thing... And and they're like, endometriosis. And I'm like, and then also, it's not even just that. It's like, a lot of my friends are having babies now. And they're experiencing preeclampsia and polycystic ovaries. I have never heard these words in my whole life before. Before I had friends that were experiencing it. Going through it. So I'm going, going through it. I'm like, but let's also teenagers and 16, 17, 18 year olds how all, also difficult it can be to have a child, how you can have endometriosis, adenomyosis, polycystic ovaries, pre-eclamp- preeclampsia. Like, why are we never taught those things? In they're school? just not we mentioned. Have,
1: yeah, they're, they're not ne-
2: It's like they mm-hmm. don't exist. And then you're on WhatsApp groups with your friends. And, and your friends are texting you going, oh, yeah, we had some complications. I have preeclampsia. And I'm going, I'm so sorry, but I don't know what that is.
1: Yeah. or and They're and kind they're of teaching te- you yes. as to what these things are. Yes. It's
2: mad. Yeah. Yes. I really want to fight to get mental health taught in schools. When you're in your last two years of school, I feel like there should be some type of workshop or a class that teaches you all these things so that, If you walk out into the world and you go, you know what? I do have really painful periods. Mm -hmm. I I faint with them. I get sick with them. I have to take off work. You go to your gynecologist and you start the hunt now because the sooner that it's found, the sooner it can be treated, the sooner that you can go on to have happy, healthy children without any
1: issues. Absolutely. And you've had treatment and you're much better, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. So
2: that's the thing is that I kind of, well, it it got to the point with me where I I couldn't live. Like it was Mm. impacting my work. It was impacting my life. Because um, the, the pains had gotten very much all the way through the months. So when it gets that bad, I have no other choice. It was like I have to go for the surgery. And um, so I, yeah, I found a top specialist over here in London and I went and got the surgery. And it's so funny to hear a surgeon say, I don't know what's going to be in there until I get in there, which is very scary. Yeah. And um, when they don't have a scan to go, okay, we can see this, this is like, I'm, you know, it's going to be a surprise for all of us. So I was four hours in surgery and I yeah. had severe stage three and four, which is the worst kind um, of endometriosis. So it was, but when I found out when he came in and I had come to, and he said, you know, you were, I just want to tell you that, you know, this is what was happening. Mm-hmm. You weren't making it up. You weren't. You you need to know now how serious this was, and everyone in your life should know. And I cried, and it was a big moment for everyone because I've been complaining about these pains to my close people for yeah. for like a year and a half, all the time. Every yeah, um, you know, I still got these pains. I don't know what's going on.
1: And my, they were probably getting very worried is, as well, kind of going, "What is this?" You know. Oh
2: yeah, and you know, it's people are so lovely, but people also. <laughs> make you work because they're like oh well you're obviously eating too much or you're mm-hmm. bloated because you've ibs or everyone kind of starts to tr- have their
1: own solutions to, yeah, yeah <laughs> have
2: their and you're like well actually i've been eating well i've been trying everything i can i've i've done every test like i you know so you if people try to be as supportive as they can but a lot of people don't understand what it's like and this is for anyone who lives with chronic pain in general for any reason chronic pain is so distracting because it's all you can think about a lot of men they don't understand it so when I posted the picture what I loved seeing was you know sites like Unilad posted it and there was men being like oh my god my partner said this this I never really understood how she felt till I saw this image or you know just men reaching out to me saying thank you for explaining it this way because I kind of get it now if anything it's just uh, opened up people's eyes which is exactly what I wanted to do with the post, it was not say, like, feel sorry for me, because I'm fine, I'm, you know, I'm fine, I'm I'm working away, fine, but just to more go, there are people out here living with this, and if we're so ignorant to it, we will never know how to help them. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. It needs to be more kind of commonly discussed and chatted about when, like, we talk about everything else, you know. Yeah, definitely. and that's the thing, and you're needed. in my
2: WhatsApp groups now, we chat about it, because, yeah. you know, the, all of my girls are aware of it now, and I just want, teenagers to know that they're not alone i will say that the endometriosis association of ireland is a great source of information and they're a great and they're they're just so good they have all the right information they, they they've all suffered endometriosis they're a great organization so check out their instagram at, at endo ireland if you are um an endo or if you think you might have endometriosis yeah they'll be well. able to
1: put you in the right direction for it
2: yeah, because I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I only can really talk about my experience yeah. with this. The main thing that I want to happen is schools to be teaching to mental health. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you were saying you were working away. So you had some music yeah. come out during the week. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny because I did, I did have some comments like, oh, you know, you
2: know, just get over it and get back to work. I'm like, oh, no, hon. I've been working the entire time. I, I've with been this, living with yeah. this. I don't stop. Um, no, I, yeah, I'm like, I wasn't just in my bed the whole year. Uh, so I, yeah, I I, I uh, just had Niall Horan's album come out, um, Heartbreak Weather, and I I wrote uh, Nice to Meet You with him, which is the first single and another song on there called San Francisco. So um, we wrote them last February 2019. I had two days with him and uh, we wrote Nice to Meet You the first day and we got the chorus of the second song the first day and then the next day we finished it so I'm delighted that they both made it onto the album And It must be quite exciting to see
1: that music come out like obviously you have your own music that comes out as well but when you help somebody with yeah. theirs it must be quite exciting
2: It is exciting because also you don't know anything, like you don't really hear the final version of the leaks and you don't really know Mm -hmm. when it's going to come out. You're not really told anything. (laughs) So you're kind of like, get to be kind of a music fan for a second. And then when you see the announcement, you're like, oh my God, it's finally coming out. Like you just get excited and you kind of, it is, there is a process before, like a lot of the songs I've written, they come out like a year or. Two years later, this will be a year and a bit that since we wrote some. Songs. So it's just really it exciting time. that you mm. kind of yeah it takes you back and you think about how the song was written and and it, you just get excited and also you get to see you know fans of his music's reaction and mm. it's just really nice to see the songs be you know so, he's such a great artist and he's made such his own his own artistry since leaving One Direction so it's so cool to see people just really uh, supporting him in his artistry yeah. and 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 and. And the tour is like the nice to meet you tour and like all that type of stuff that is to do with any of your songs. It just makes you really proud and also extra proud to be Irish because he's Irish and so keeping it in big, the Irish yeah. fan, you know. Yeah, <laughs>
1: absolutely. We love yeah. to support our own for sure. Yeah. So how can people, I suppose, keep up to date with what you're doing and maybe read the posts that you put out about
2: Yeah, it? if you, yeah, if you come to my Instagram and... Um, at thisisrutan with an e and mm-hmm. um, while you're all social distancing you can have a, a mm. wee look at all my <laughs> music and stream and help the other thing to mention is to just help creatives and musicians and 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 everything like that because we don't really like all this is going to affect our industries massively yeah and um, but uh it also will be nice for us to have a, some time off we'll be writing new music in our isolated homes i'm i've got a studio set up ready to write new songs Oh wow. Um, yeah Brilliant. so because i'm i'm working on my second album so yeah come to is uh spelled as an e and you can see my endometriosis post and um yeah spread it on to anyone you know that's suffering or that you think might be suffering with it and then you can check out all the music news and all the other stuff I you know I all the other to. gossip
1: amazing thanks all so other gossip. <laughs> thanks so much Ruth-Anne, for joining me today thank you thanks Emil. talk to you soon